Hey, does anybody remember what we talked about last week? Oh, my goodness, cross-culture. You guys remembered that, didn't you? Yeah, you saw it on my screen, y'all cheaters. Y'all cheaters read it off my screen. But I'm glad that you guys remembered it. Now, the question is, do you remember what we actually talked about last week? Hmm. Hmm. Let's, let's start here. Let's go ahead and read the scripture verse from last week and see if that helps jog any of your memory as we, as we started this series called Cross culture. It begins in Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to read the end section that we talked about last week, eight verses 8 through 9. It reads like this on the screen. For it is by what? Grace. For it is by grace that you have been saved through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God. Not because of works, Lest any man should boast, it is not the result of what anyone in here could possibly do, so no one can pride himself in it or take glory for himself. You are saved by what? Grace. You are saved by grace. Our lives are based on the foundational work done on the cross by Jesus Christ. That work is a work of what? Grace. That work is a work of grace. Does anybody remember what grace means? Anybody remember what grace means? What about mercy? Let's go to the easy one first. Mercy. Mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. What's that? Having pity on somebody, not 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 totally. Not, not going keep keep going with that thought. That's as far as your thought process can. Brandon just, Brandon just outed his thought process. What do you think? What's mercy? I'm gonna have mercy on Brandy. Brandy, what's that mean? Hmm? To take it easy. I'm gonna have mercy on you. So let's say you do, what's that? Not getting what you deserve. Mercy. That is what mercy. How many in here, you know, you, know, you know what? I'm not surprised that none of you guys remember what mercy is because how many in here give mercy to everybody around them? Uh-uh, don't raise your hand. If you did not know what mercy was, that means you do or not give mercy. Put your hand down, Jimmy. Put your hand down, son. Listen, you're the only one that can raise your hand when they say you, you give mercy because if you don't give mercy, that means you don't understand what mercy is. So by the fact that you didn't know it, I'm going to say everybody in here does not give out mercy. You do not take it easy on people. You do not. Mercy is a part of forgiveness. Ooh. We won't go there either. How many in here forgive when people do the wrong to them? Then you have to have mercy. Mercy is not giving somebody the punishment that they rightfully deserve and you rightfully deserved death because of your sins, because of your nature, because of who you are naturally. You deserve death and Christ had mercy on you by taking that punishment on the cross and dying so that you would not have to die. So what does grace mean? If mercy is not not receiving the punishment that you deserved, what does grace mean? 
giving you what you did not earn or can repay. Grace. God has given you grace. He has given you something that you cannot earn and something that you cannot repay. Grace. Grace. God has given you life. He has given you eternal life. Nobody in here can earn eternal life. According to Ephesians chapter 9, you are saved by what? Grace, not by works. You cannot be saved by your works. You have been saved by grace. It is the grace and mercy empowered by love that you have been removed of your rightful deserved punishment and rewarded far above our ability to earn or repay God for every good thing that he gives to us. Did you know you are a blessed people? You are a blessed, you are under God's protection. That means you are blessed. You are blessed. You, you receive more things than the world could ever believe or imagine because you are under grace. And God loves you that he gives you mercy and grace upon your life. You get to die and go to heaven. Spend eternity having fun. Who does not like that? You get to, re- you get to receive healing, forgiveness, constant unending forgiveness. No condemnation. God has blessed you so much more than you could ever earn or repay. This is the cross culture. It is that Christ wants us to embrace a culture or a lifestyle of love, mercy, and grace. Not based upon ourselves, but based upon who? God. So now what? So now what? We talked about last week grace and mercy and love. So now that we understand that, what's next? What's next? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to teach you tonight. My bad. Let's, let's, go, let's go to the board, shall we? Dun, 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 dun. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. Just a couple verses later, it says this. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once, what? So far away. I love, do you, how many in here watch Star Wars? And the galaxy, it starts in the beginning, it's gruels in the galaxy. Far, far away. Like, why do they have to put two fars in there? Far away is, but that's what Paul did. Paul did it first, so Lucas in Star Wars cannot claim this. Paul says that you were once so far away. Through the blood of Christ, you have now been what? Brought near. Okay, so now you have grace and mercy in your life. You have grace and mercy. You have been forgiven. Now, you who once were far away have now been what? Been brought near. You've been brought near. Brought near. You were, you were once far away. You were once far away. Joe's back here far away. Now because of grace, he's been brought near. Isn't that cute? No, not really. But now in Christ, you who were once so far away, through the blood of Christ, you have now been brought near. 1 Peter 2.9 continues and expounds on this thought process. It says this, you are a chosen race. A royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people. Anybody in here special? I know there's some special ed people in here. Now I'm saying who who in here is special? Everybody in here is special. You are God's special people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and displays and display the virtues and perfections of who? Of him, God, 
who once called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's chosen people. You guys are now a chosen people. Before Christ, you were out there far out. You were far out, like far, far out, far, far away in the galaxy in a whole nother planet. You guys are out there. But now because of Christ, you have been brought near because God has created you and made you his own chosen, special, hand-picked people to do what? To display his virtues and his wonderful deeds of perfection to those who are in darkness like you once were. The cross culture is about being separated from the world and separated to God. That's cross culture. That's now what? Now that you have mercy, now that you have grace, now that you have love, now you have been brought near. You who have been far away, God says, now come here, come here. I want you near me. I want you. God says, I want you near me. You know, it's like that possessive boy with his girlfriend. Oh, she has to be near me like all the time. Don't talk to other boys or anything like that. Be near me, be near me, be near me. Be. Becca does this to me on the couch all the time. I'm like sitting on the couch, chilling, and she's like, be near me. I'm like, I'm comfortable over here. No, I want you over here now, okay? I'm coming. God says, you who are far away, I've now brought you near. Now stay with me. Okay, God, I'm now near you. Now what, now, now what do I do? Easy. You are in darkness like those people out there. Look around. All these people are in darkness. I want you now to go show them my marvelous works, my marvelous deeds. I want you to show them how great I am so that they can be near me like you. I need some volunteers. How many people we got tonight? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. I need twelve people, first twelve people to come up, grab a can. I don't want you to look in it or drink it. I just want you to grab it. Just grab a can. Grab a can. That's right. Grab a can. Go, go, go sit back. I want you to, I want you to stand back into the back wall. No, grab a can, stand in the back wall. Now grab a can and stand in the back wall. Yep, they're, they're all open. I can't have any empty cans up here. Somebody's got to grab some cans. Let's go. Grab a can and go to the back wall and don't do anything. Come on. Grab a can. I need, I need one more, two more. Here we go. There we go. Jimmy, grab it. Jimmy, grab it. All right, here we go. Everybody in the back wall. Now look, every can, every can that you have says, says Mountain Dew on it, does it not? Every can says it has Mountain Dew. That can represents people. Now, with a can of Mountain Dew, you expect there to be what inside of it? Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew represents life. Now, if you have this can, which is your body, and there's Mountain Dew in it, you are alive. Now, if there is not Mountain Dew in it, if there's not Mountain Dew in it, hold on. Hey, up here. Don't listen. Up here. If there's not Mount Dew in it, that means you have no life. But you still look like you have life because you have a Mount Dew can, right? Everybody in here has a Mount Dew can. All you guys, you all have Mount Dew cans, which means all of you potentially look like you could be alive. The only way you know is if you look what's inside. So, I want you to go ahead and drink it. Drink it and tell me what you have. Drink it and tell me what you have. If you have Mountain Dew... You go to the front of the stage. If you don't have Mountain Dew, you stay by the back wall. 
Oh, you will know. Oh, you got Mountain Dew? Look at you. If you got Mountain Dew, there's six of us. There's six Mountain Dews. There's six non-Mountain Dews. Yeah. All right. Now look. Look, you people up here that have Mountain Dew, lift up your cans. Lift up your cans. Now you guys have life in you, right? But you look like you have the exact same life that these guys have. You guys, raise up your cans. We all know that none of you guys have Mountain Dew in your cans, right? None of you guys have Mountain Dews in your cans, but you look like you have the exact same life that they have. So what's the difference? What's inside? You guys are God's chosen people. And it is your responsibility to show people what's inside of your can is so much better than what's inside their can. They have the world. They have all the desires, all the flesh, all the want. They get to have all the sex, the drug, the rock and roll that they want. They get to do whatever they want with whoever they want without any condemnation. And it looks like they have life because they have a Mountain Dew can. So it looks like they have life, but the reality is they don't have the good stuff inside the can. They don't have the good stuff that's inside this Mountain Dew can, which is real life, real goodness. And until you start sharing God's chosen people with the world what real Mountain Dew tastes like, they will never experience what the real stuff is all about. All right, take your seats. Nope, if you don't want your, if you don't want the real stuff, put it on the table. If you don't want the real stuff, put it on the table. It does. It's, it's straight tap water. Straight tap water. Straight tap water. I'll give you a dollar for So you guys are, those who had the real Mountain Dew, you are God's chosen people. You have the same body as those that do not have life. The only difference is you have true life inside of you because you are now out of darkness and you know what real life tastes like. You know what grace tastes like. Doesn't grace taste good? Mountain Dew can people. Grace tastes really good. Mercy tastes really good. The world has a water down version of grace and mercy because they've never experienced what true grace and mercy is all about. And true grace and mercy comes from the cross and what Christ did for you and for me so that we don't have any condemnation anymore, so that we don't have guilt anymore. Instead, we have Jesus and we are brought near to him, chosen to show the world what true life is all about. So how do we show the world? How do we show the world? We've been talking about this in the main service for the last, since the beginning of this year, 2013 in the main Sunday morning service. We have been talking about what? We have been talking about purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says this. You guys should know it with me. For we are God's own handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, that we may do these good works, which God planned beforehand for us, that we should walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. You want to show people what it's like to live under grace and mercy? Do good to them. Do good to them. Earlier I asked, how many show mercy? 
There's only one person in here that really could show, knew what mercy was. So only one person in here could really show what mercy is. If you're going to show people the Christian life, if you're going to show people what God looks like, you need to show people mercy. You need to show people grace. You need to show people love because through the cross, God has given you the authority, the right, and the duty to share the world with what you have been given through the cross. It is your right. It is your authority. It is your God-given job to share what love, grace, and mercy is all about. This is cross-cultural lifestyle. This is cross-cultural living. It is a perfect God. I I never really understood this, but this is just kind of the way it is. It is a perfect God using imperfect people to share his grace with the world. Isn't that kind of weird? I mean, God is a God of perfection. There's nothing bad in God. There's nothing evil in God. He is pure light. He is pure goodness. He never fails. He never does anything wrong. He is absolutely perfect, and yet he chooses us to share his, his, his message with the world. If you're waiting to be perfect, if you're waiting to be holy through your own self-power before you begin to carry out this type of a lifestyle, then you don't understand grace. If you're waiting for some magical thing so you can walk around like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm so holy. Come to Jesus. Be just like me. I float on air. Oh, don't touch me, sinners. You all die and go to hell. You know, I mean, you just, it's just, it's the way it is, right? It's absolutely the way it is. If you're waiting to be perfect, if you're waiting to be like me, guess what? I'm more just like you. Everybody in here is full of sin. We have sin in our flesh. We will sin. We shall fail. There's no time in your life that you're going to be perfect. You shall never, ever, ever be perfect. You will never be holy on your own account. You'll never be righteous on your own account. But it is grace that says you are a chosen special people. It is grace that calls you to do good works according to God who lives inside of you. You are able to pour into others and let them know what real life is about. God doesn't take the Mountain Dew can and shape it into something different to pour the Mountain Dew out of. He takes the can and says, I cover you with grace. And even though you're going to make mistakes and even though you're going to fail, I'm still going to use you as my vessel to share the world's my message. Guys, you'll never, ever, ever, ever be sin free on your own accord. Ever. I still sin. I still make mistakes. Do I sin less now than what I did when I was a teenager? Oh, yes, I do. Because I've been transformed by the love of Christ. But does that mean I can't share the gospel? No. Because you have sin in your life that you're working through. And does that mean you can't share the gospel? You can. God brought you from afar to him so that you can share with the world what light is all about, what grace is all about, what mercy is all about. God has covered you with grace and mercy. So that when you fail, he forgives you. When you fail, don't worry, I already took the punishment for it. I died on the cross for you. I'm not dying again. I covered your sin. 
It's taken care of. You're my chosen people. I have chosen you. I've given you the authority, the power to be able to go out and do good and show the world what love, mercy, and grace is all about. This is why you have been saved. This is why you are a Christian. This is the lifestyle of the cross culture. And this is what God is calling each and every single one of you to begin to do. If you were saved, you were saved by grace. If you were saved, you were saved by love through grace. And God chose you. Look, look. God chose you, Jimmy. You, Paige. You, Lindsay. Brandy, yes, you too, Kate. Bailey, Amanda, Jacob, oh my goodness, Kayla, Avery, Tyler, Johnson, Brandon, Taylor, you too. Joe, Haley. In your weakness, in your, in your attitude of, it, of which... You think you don't matter? God created the universe. Look at, look, at, look at the world around you. Look at the universe around you. The God who created the universe, the stars in the sky, looks at you right now and says, I created you at this point in time to be my chosen people. You could have been born 2,000 years ago. You could have been born 6,000 years ago. You could have been born 100 years ago, but God said, no, I want them for right now because these are the people that are going to reach the world for me before I come back. The reality is God's going to come back during your lifetime. Do I think it's going to be a couple years yet? Yeah, I think it's probably going to be at least five, ten years before he comes back. I really do. You got time. But God gave you that time so that you can reach the world around you through love, grace, and mercy. You were saved by grace because you're not perfect. God's going to use you by grace because you're not perfect so that he can bring your friends from afar, far away to being right beside him, living in light and not darkness. That is why you were saved. That's why you were created at this moment, at this time, not to come to church and sit on your butts, not to go to school and be cool and popular and do whatever you want. God called and saved you so that you can show the world what true life is all about. Yeah, you might have a Mountain Dew can, but if you don't have Mountain Dew in it, you don't got nothing. You can have all the coolest toys, all the coolest wardrobe, all the coolest friends. You can have as many friends on Facebook, the coolest the phones, haircuts, cars, music, women, men. It don't matter. If you don't have real life inside of you, your Mountain Dew can's garbage. Like you threw away in the trash because it tastes like junk. That's what your ta life tastes to other people. You need to begin to get the Mountain Dew. You need to get the life-changing power of Jesus Christ into your life. And by grace begin to share with the world that, hey, I'm not perfect, but I didn't get saved because of who I am. I got saved because of who he is. And that's why I am a Christian. Bow your heads. Bow your heads. Bow your heads with me. Hey, guys, I believe in each and every single one of you. I really do. I love you. I mean, I came to Waycross because I believed this was the area in which God was going to do something magnificent through, and I wanted to be a part of it. When I first met you a little over a year ago, 50, 
57 weeks ago when I first met you guys. I said, I see a bunch of teenagers in which God desires to use to be able to shape this city, to shape this county and this district for him. And I said, Lord, I want to be a part of what you're going to do here. But now it's up to you. I've taught you everything that you need to know over the past year. I've taught you how to pray, how to read your Bible. The one thing I have failed to teach you is about grace. I have not shown enough grace to you. I have not shared enough of God's grace in your life about how much he loves you, how much he cares about you, that you will never be perfect, but that's okay. He loves you anyway. You'll never be perfect, but he has chosen you to be able to minister to other people. You're never perfect, but he wants you right beside him. Even when you sin, even when you fail, he still says, stay right here near me, be in my grace and in my love and in my mercy. You are forgiven. You are cared for it. I still want you. I still want to use you no matter how many times you fail. He still says, don't go away. I've saved you from a far, far away out of darkness to be in my light so that you may live and so that you may show others how to live and what real life's all about. If that's you tonight and you, and, and you want to take that step and you want to take that that journey of, of saying, Lord, I want to take that next, next step in you. I've done this, this, this life on my own, and I really thought that I could do it in myself, and it's, I thought I could be good enough, and I thought that if I just do things my way, things would be all right, but the reality is they're not. The reality is it's not. It's not about you. It's about God and what he wants for you. And so if that's you tonight, you want to take that next step, I'm going to ask you to come up front. Not because your friend comes up, not because the person beside you comes up, because you want to come up, because you want to change. And I want you to find a place up front here. I want you to pray to God and say, God, give me grace. Let me step in the authority which you have given me to share your light your goodness with the world by giving love, grace, and mercy. If that's what you want, if you want to be able to live in that calling that God has given you, the anointing that God has given you to change this world, to change this city, to change your family, to change your friends, then this is a place where you need to come. You need to come up front. You need to find a place and you need to begin out to cry out to God, Lord, forgive me. I want to be close to you. Release me in that power and that authority so that I may live in you. If that's you, I want you to get up from your seat right now and find a place up front. And we're going to pray for you and we're going to minister over you. And we're going to believe that God's going to do something great in your life tonight.